Welcome to the Spirit Sisters podcast. My name is Karina Machado and I'm the author of Spirit Sisters, Women's True Stories of the Paranormal. In this podcast, I'll revisit the women behind my most unforgettable stories and unearth new tales to chill, intrigue, astound and offer hope. You'll hear first-hand accounts of ghostly visitors, near-death experiences, premonitions, hauntings and love more powerful than death. Whatever you believe about the afterlife, I invite you to open your minds and hearts as ordinary women reveal their extraordinary encounters. One night when I was eight years old, I saw a man in military regalia standing in my bedroom doorway. In the dim light of the hallway of our two-bedroom apartment in Sydney's East Lakes, I could see his medals gleaming and the broad bulk of his silhouette. Or could I? Almost three decades later, if I close my eyes, I can see him again. The Colonel, as he came to be known in our family folklore. Welcome to the introductory episode of the Spirit Sisters podcast. What I've just read are the opening lines of my first book, Spirit Sisters, published in April 2009, and I'm delighted to have your company today for the launch of this podcast, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the publication of Spirit Sisters, the first of my three non-fiction books exploring the extraordinary experiences of ordinary people. This episode is going to run differently to upcoming shows, which will each feature a conversation with someone who has a fascinating story to tell about their otherworldly encounters. Part of my intention with the Spirit Sisters podcast is to revisit some of the most unforgettable stories in Spirit Sisters, as well as stories that are in my subsequent books, Where Spirits Dwell and Love Never Dies. In future episodes, I'll be catching up with interviewees whose stories have never left me, as well as unearthing fresh ones to make your heart beat a little faster and make you wonder, what if? Now, to today's episode, where I want to share a little about my book, Spirit Sisters, and the story behind how it came to be. I was born one election day in a tiny country called Uruguay, somewhere near the bottom of the continent that birthed the literary genre known as magic realism. Perhaps that explains to some extent the awareness of another world that's haunted me for as long as I can remember. In one of my favourite quotes, Shakespeare has Hamlet say, There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. I feel like that understanding has always pulsed in my veins. Sometimes I wonder if that innate fascination with mysteries, marvels and the afterlife is because I almost died before I was born. One bone-chilling winter afternoon in Uruguay, when my mum was pregnant with me, her cousin, wild with grief after the sudden death of his young and vital father, did something unthinkable. Jokingly, though nobody was laughing, he pointed his dad's antique gun at my mother during a quiet gathering around my grandmother's kitchen table. It's not loaded, silly, he said, as he prepared to pull the trigger. See? Casually, my father pushed the weapon away and the bullet exploded like a firework in the tiny kitchen where the formica table was laden with mate, tea and bizcochos, traditional pastries. The man who pulled the trigger, my future godfather, 
convulsed with sobs and apologies. Later, as a teenager, I saw for myself evidence of the bullet in the scarred screen door of my grandparents' kitchen. Growing up an immigrant child in faraway Sydney, the spooky and the marvellous enchanted me. I loved watching That's Incredible, Great Mysteries of the World, and peeking at the adults summon spirits of loved ones at seances, during get-togethers with friends that served as a lifeline for expats from the old country. I used to binge on cheap paperbacks from Woolies that told of true ghost stories, and one day I had one of my own to share. That's the story I started telling you at the beginning, a tale of the Colonel, the story that opens Spirit Sisters. To this day, I don't know who that ghost was, but he played a crucial part in my unfolding interest in the unseen world, a world which wasn't at all scary to me. On the contrary, it inspired a sense of expansion, awe and wonder. Around the time of the Colonel, I'd read that one distant day, the sun would consume the earth. This was inevitable, according to the textbook, although millions of years away. Still, I couldn't sleep for days, my mind too busy trying to fathom such a vacuum of life, such an all-consuming nothingness. It was my belief in a world beyond the physical senses that drew me out of these bleak imaginings. That's how I grew up, taking solace and shelter in stories. As a young mother, I lived in a haunted Californian bungalow in Sydney's Rockdale. We didn't know it was haunted until my husband saw a stranger in a red nightgown stroll down the corridor one night. Later, he also saw a mischievous little boy who looked him straight in the eye and a blonde girl so lifelike he mistook her for our daughter. I didn't see these house guests from the past, but I did note with some alarm that our 1920s cottage was suddenly alive in a way it hadn't been before. Toys crashed over loudly in the middle of the night, Light bulbs blew and huge orbs turned up in photographs. Trying to understand how and why my husband, a very down-to-earth tradesman, seemed to suddenly have turned into a powerful medium was one of the roads that led to Spirit Sisters, which includes a chapter about the different ways a person comes to awaken to these gifts. Turns out that meditation is one of the keys. For my husband, it sparked the interaction between his world and theirs, Encounters that reminded me of The Sixth Sense and The Others, two of my favourite movies. But it was always real-life stories that hooked me, and I loved nothing more than being in earshot when a friend would draw close and whisper, The strangest thing happened to me the other day. And so my idea for Spirit Sisters was simple. I loved hearing about women's spooky and mysterious experiences, which seemed to be everywhere around me, and wanted to gather them in a book. To me, stories of connecting with an unseen world always sparked hope and a tingle of excitement, like a gift yet to be opened, and I wanted to share these stories with others. Fittingly, there was something wonderful, mysterious even, about the way it all came together so smoothly. As the book's editor at a magazine, I'd often meet with publicists from publishing companies to hear about upcoming titles. One lovely publicist who worked for a major publisher told me a fabulous ghost story over lunch one day. I was captivated and shared with Emma my idea to write a book full of stories like hers. She offered to introduce me to the head of non-fiction where she worked, which is how I came to meet my wonderful publisher at Hachette, Vanessa, who championed the idea and gave my book the green light. Oh, and the goosebumpy ghost story Emma shared at lunch? 
you'll find it in Spirit Sisters. It's called The Intruder. It sits in a chapter called Strangers in the Night, which also includes one of my all-time favourite ghost stories that anyone has ever shared with me. It's called The Family and tells of a young woman who'll never forget the night a ghostly family of three crashed her sleepover when she was a little girl of seven. Hide and seek, playing with Barbies and a face-to-face encounter with three ghosts dressed, as Amy memorably told me, in their Sunday best. But Spirit Sisters isn't only about ghosts. It includes true tales of premonitions, time slips, people who've seen their own doubles, and angelic intervention. I also explore a couple of the most famous historical apparitions of the 20th century. Perhaps you've heard of the tourists exploring the Palace of Versailles on an overcast day in 1901 who stumbled onto a scene from the past. What about the Roman soldiers of York? This is another favourite. In 1953, apprentice plumber Harry Martindale was installing central heating in the historic treasurer's house when he was interrupted by the blare of a trumpet. In rode a Roman soldier astride his horse, trailed by around 20 exhausted-looking foot soldiers, visible only from the knees up, carrying daggers, swords and shields. Young Harry fell off his ladder in shock and watched, utterly dumbfounded as the troops filed by. I could see them, and all they had to do was glance at me, and I'd had it. But not one of the soldiers looked in my direction, Harry told historian Richard Felix in an interview. Harry Martindale died in 2014, never having wavered from his astounding account of a moment when the unexplained marched into his everyday existence when he least expected it, wearing a plumed helmet to boot. Once asked if he believed in ghosts, Martindale responded that he wasn't sure, explaining, I only believe in what I saw. Which reminds me of a quote by the esteemed scientist and investigator of psychic phenomena, Sir William Crookes, who died in 1919. I do not say it is possible, he once said. I say that it happened. Over the years I've learned that, as inexplicable as these events may indeed be, It's their power as agents of transformation and healing that may be the most remarkable testament to their veracity. In Spirit Sisters, I share moving stories of bonds of love not even death can break. My interview with Kath Campbell, who lost her two daughters and mother-in-law in in a fireball of a car accident, is seared on my heart, as is my interview with the late Angela Wood, a gentle and beautiful soul who was devastated by the death of her beloved 15-year-old daughter Anna in a tragic event that made headlines around Australia. Mummy, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really happy. It's beautiful where I am. Beautiful, Anna told her mum in a dream that felt more real than life. For both of these courageous mothers, it was only the powerful reunion with their girls' spirits that gave them the strength to go on in the face of overwhelming grief. There is hope embedded in these mystical encounters and that's a large part of why I write these books and why I've started this podcast. In the months to come, you'll be hearing from women whose stories will uplift and amaze you. And of course, some will give you chills, as in the next episode, when I catch up with Amy, whose story of meeting a phantom family during a childhood sleepover so crept under my skin a decade ago. And there it's kind of stayed. Tune in next time to find out why, as Amy joins us on the Spirit Sisters podcast. But I'm warning you, 
it may creep under your skin too. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share some wonderful and intriguing conversations with you. In the meantime, please subscribe to the Spirit Sisters podcast to be kept up to date on new episodes. Get in touch with feedback and story ideas at my website, karinamachado.com, or message me through my Facebook page. Links are in the show notes. Thanks again and goodbye for now. Thank you.